everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 8, verses 14 through 16. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, and as you know, I'm Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture. And in this episode, we are diving back into Romans. We just couldn't leave it quite yet, and we talk about hope. And if I'm honest, I personally just needed what we talked about in this episode, and I say that later in the conversation, but you know, how do we hope against hope? What does hope look like? And faith. And we talk a little bit about Abraham and all of that. But, and then we also dive into obviously Romans 8, which is what Dot read at the beginning of this episode. So it's a really rich conversation. And I, like I said, I just, I personally need the truth that we talked about in this episode. So we are really glad that you're here. We would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara. So good to see hey, you. Hey, Mom. I know. Good to see you, too. I feel like I haven't talked to you much lately. Have we? Yes, every day, oh. but that's okay. I'm glad <laughs> okay. that you're missing me. <laughs> uh, well, Plus, I, I just... stayed uh, several days with you as you were uh, recovering. I know. Yeah. But just to clarify, I was recovering. I had a little procedure, surgical mm-hmm. procedure, which I won't get into those details, but everything's fine. Yep. And I am still a little out of it, so we'll see how this goes. Oh. Well, we're just going to have a little conversation. I know, but conversations and have been hard lately. That's why I'm like, man. Putting two words together to make a sentence. It's Sometimes hard. it's hard I know. for me it takes too. A lot of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is. But you know what? We're talking about Romans. And uh, and I love Romans. We're, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it yes, uh, last week. But I do love Romans. What do you like about Romans, Kara? You always, I feel like you ask me this a lot. What do you like about this? And I'm yeah, like, I don't what know. I want to know it's called. I don't feel like I don't ever have an answer for that, but I do I just enjoy get Romans. to know you, sweetie. <laughs> Tell me what you like about Romans. That's all um, it is. I know. Just like put me on the spot. I like Romans. Um, there is a lot in Romans. There is. Mm-hmm. Which is why we're doing two episodes, I know. I will say one of my favorite. Well, I do love Romans 8, a lot of Romans 8. But one of my other favorites is Romans 4, I believe. Yes, Romans 4, where it talks about Abraham having hope against hope. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, I do feel like I'm currently actually in a season where I am fighting for hope a little bit. But just in general, I just, I really like, I like the the parts in Romans where Paul talks about faith, which is in Romans mm-hmm. a lot is in Romans four. Yeah. And I know Hebrews eleven or is it eleven, but I know Hebrews yeah, talks Hebrews about uh yeah, faith a lot. But I don't know, there's something about the way Paul talks about it when it, in regards to Abraham that I really like. Just like like I have written in my margin, he being Abraham mm-hmm. didn't consider what was seen but unseen. He trusted mm-hmm. which and which led to hope. Which is that whole, I mean, for reference, it's Romans 4, 18. Yes, which it says, In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he, as he had been told. 
mm-hmm. obviously by the Lord. So shall when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, literally, mm-hmm. or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Like, I just love that. I just feel like I should read mm-hmm. that over and over again every day, all day. Because it's so hard to believe. And I know that he was so convinced because of what he had been told. And it can be hard to know, like, did God tell me this? Or is this just, you know, mm-hmm. a desire? You know, I, or- was, I was talking to, um, to someone yesterday, and they really felt like God had said yes to something that she was asking him, you know, whether or not, you know, should she do something? And she felt like he said yes. And she gets involved in it and realizes that God says no. And it was so hard on her because she couldn't understand. Like, if I'm just, I'm certain that God said yes. But now I know for certain that God is saying no. And, you know, I think that that's, you know, what you're talking about. You know, for Abraham looking at his circumstances and stuff, there was nothing that was backing up or validating what he believed God, you know, had told him. But I do think that, you know, we question ourselves, and especially when we feel like God's saying something, and then it didn't turn out as we think it should, and then we see that God's saying something else. You know, it, it, it's just like, and, and this is something we talked about uh, yesterday, it was just like, you know, you just kind of have to go with God, and God says yes to something, so you go in a certain direction, because there's a reason to go in that direction, but then he changes your direction. Right. And it's not that he changes his mind. It's like. It was all in the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't, it could be yes today and it may not be forever, depending on what that yes is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think, I don't know. I, I think beyond the fact that, yes, Abraham was sure that God had told him that he and Sarah would have a son. I think like that, not that's not even what I love so much. It's just like his trust in the Lord, like no matter his, cause it, it was the promise of God, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, I think those things where maybe we don't know if it's a promise of God, but we do know some promises of God. Like we know that mm-hmm. he will never leave us nor forsake us or it's the only one that can come to my mind he right now. He'll always do his best for us. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll always do his best. He loves us. Right. And yeah. yeah. And he will forgive our sins or he will, I don't know, like there's those promises that we know we can hang on to, but it's the it's the helm growing strong in faith as he gave glory to God. And and like he's fully, like regardless of if we don't know what exactly God has said to us, but he mm-hmm. was fully convinced that God could do what he said he could do, regardless of what it looked like. So if we maybe, and maybe this is more of where my situation is, it's like, you know, with desires, I couldn't say I'm like fully convinced that God said that he's going to fulfill these desires. But... I can be fully convinced that he can, that God can do anything, you know, like I, and and I want to live, well, yeah, but not even that, like, but I want to live as if I am, not as if, I want to be fully convinced that God can do anything that he wants, you know, like, again, hope against hope, like, I don't know what he's going to do, I don't know maybe exactly what he has said, but I want that kind of hope. And I, I can't say that I always have it, but because sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know that God's going to really 
change or do anything different. <laughs> I think the <laughs> but, key, I think the key in what you're saying, and and I, I think this is humanly uh, speaking, not just necessarily quoting scripture and speaking as if you know this is God's you know principles because it is God's ways. You know, God does things that doesn't make sense sometimes. But what I think about with Abraham, and I think that's what you're saying, is that no matter what was going on in his life, no matter how everything was against him, he's never wavered from trusting God. And I think that that's hard. I wonder sometimes if he and Sarah were, you know, just having a conversation and drinking coffee. And he said, well, you know we're going to have a baby. And she says, are you kidding me? I'm 90 years old, you know. And I wonder if he had to fight the thoughts and if he had—I just—I'm confident that I can't imagine he didn't. Yeah, it's like how could he—I do think that is something that God has shown me over the years of— having faith does not mean that you don't have a moment of, like, wait, you know, fear or wondering or, like, can you do this or, you know, wavering and struggling in that— but it's like the, even in those moments, constantly turning to him, you know, it's like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. having this moment where I don't know that I'm fully convinced that you can do what is not seen and you mm-hmm. can do anything or you could turn the situation around or redeem or, you know, provide or whatever. Right. But it's like constantly turning. It's not that you never have a moment of doubt or you never have a moment of. Of course not. Because yeah. that's what's like, like you said, like humanly speaking, I, like Abraham and said, they had to have, but. I think the difference is like they, I think Abraham got to a point where he would turn, you know, he turned to the Lord in those moments of being like, okay, I don't know how you're going to do this because we old and she can't have children, let alone like, is she old? We're old. That's right. You know what? As a matter of fact, that is proven through the scripture because remember when uh, God came to Abraham after he had already promised him that he's going to have a child and said that Sarah, you know, is going to, you know. Uh, have bear a child, and remember, he asked God to let Ishmael, because he had already had Ishmael, for allow Ishmael to be that child, the promise. And 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 I think that you know it was this. He had faith, and then when he Ishmael came, he thought, "Oh, that's God fulfilling that." But then God came and said, "No, you know, Ishmael was your ideal. Isaac will be mine." But, right, and but he was like, "I said with through." God. Sarah, yeah. yeah. He was like, no, I said yeah. it was going to be through Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is that wavering of faith that, you know, I mean, it wasn't like uh, Abraham was a perfect man and that he didn't ever waver in his faith, like you're saying. And I think that for me, when I'm in that situation and I start getting down, I pay attention to my emotions and I'm feeling just kind of heavy and you know, distance from God. You know, I do ask God to give, just God, give me the faith to trust you. Just mm-hmm. trust me that I do want my, I do want your best. And I, I know that I, I know it's best to trust you, but, and I want to. And, you know, there's this part when Jesus was in his own hometown and it says that he didn't have any miracle. He did not perform any miracles there because nobody believed. And, and so often I think, God, I don't want to be like that. I don't want I you yeah. to be present in, in my life and not expect you to do a miracle and not look for miracles. And, and of course, if I get up out of bed, that's a miracle. <laughs> well, more ways than one just because I'm old. But I'm just saying, you know, there's just, there's probably all kinds of miracles. We don't know what we could, probably God has done to protect us just driving down right. Georgia 400. But I'm just saying, you know, as I think about just trusting God and having the faith to hold on to Him when everything around me looks like 
it's hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this will not be the first time uh, that uh, Abraham will have to be against, hope against hope is because right. when he takes Isaac, you know, and he tells the people, we'll be back. Right. Which actually was just, I was literally asked this question yesterday by a friend, and she said, do you think that Abraham knew when he took Isaac that God was going to spare Isaac's life? And because of that, when it says we, and I said, I don't, I think that Abraham, and I'm curious what your thoughts if to that question would be, but I said, I said, I don't think that he, I think he believed that God would do something in some way or, you know, like provide, like he said, a ram in a thicket, but and maybe when he said, we will come back down, he may have been talking about the servants, or maybe he was thinking, you know, I don't know necessarily that, which I think you have thoughts on that. But I said, I think that he had no idea what God was going to do. But at that point, he had trusted God so much in his life. And God, one of our favorite, Ron Dunn, he always says, God doesn't ask for you to give or sacrifice or surrender your Isaacs until you're ready. And so I think... Mm-hmm. Abraham had, at that point, lived through so much life, had seen God do so much so that he was like, I don't know. I don't I don't know if he's going to spare Isaac or if I'm about to have to sacrifice my son, but I just know that God is good. I know that God can do anything. And, you know, he. I don't mm-hmm. think he went into it to answer a question. I was like, I don't think he went into the Isaac sacrifice thinking that God was going to spare. He may have been hoping or wanting <laughs> to because I think that was like part of the faith of being like, I don't know how you're going to do this or what you're going to do. Well, here's what I think. I think Abraham knew that God was going to spare. You Isaac. do? Yes, I do. I think that when he said, we'll be back, it was just the two of them. But he, f- he raised his flint. He did. And he. I think that Abraham, based on you know just the story and the details that we know, is that Abraham was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to kill him, and God's going to have to raise him from the dead. Mm. I guess, you know, I'm going to obey God. I don't know how God's going to heal him. I don't know if I'm going to bring him back and have to, you know, pray over him, and he's going to be, you know, limping, or he's, you know, got some kind of issue. I believe that with everything in Abraham, he's like, I do not understand this, because this totally is against what I would had my view of God. And, well, and I knew against, that God, yeah, the scripture, was, the like law. you said, with, yeah, like, well, yeah. well, even with Ishmael, like he had said, but you don't think that he thought, well, maybe Sarah will have another child. Like, maybe it's no. not Isaac. He'd already, he'd already dealt with that with Ishmael because he had already said, you know, oh, he told him, you're going to, yeah, yeah, when and he, he said, said, no, you're going to have this yeah. child, a son. And it was the first son. It was the, his first son. Isaac, yeah. That's and so true. it wasn't going to be another one. So, I think that Abraham was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I do not know why in the world God would ask me to do this because it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Totally against what I would assume that God, you know, said in in the law about thou shalt not murder. So I think that Abraham knew that Isaac was going to die, but he would be, he would be raised from the dead, hmm. and that God would bring him back to life. And yeah, so there's still know. faith involved in that. Like, it's not Absolutely. like— Absolutely. Because I think that was part of it, where I was like, I just know that he had faith. He had to have the faith and the 
like there was this moment of tension, I feel like, because I think you read that in the, and I know we're talking mm-hmm. about Genesis and we should be in Romans, but he talks about, you know, Paul talks about this, but. Well, it's definitely faith. Yeah, like that, the faith was still there. And I th- that's what I, I'll, anyway, I'm going to have my friend, I'm going to text her after this and be like, hey, I need you. To- <laughs> my my mom had a different to- answer. Not that, I don't think yeah. I was wrong necessarily. No, I don't know. No, that was just no, my thought. I-, I mean, I don't care if I was wrong. I don't care about that. But anyway, it's like, all right, well. I had a different well, answer. I mean, then. let's just face it. You and I have not had a conversation with Abraham, but I will say, no, based yeah. on his comment to the people that he was leaving and the comment he said to Isaac, God will provide, because he said, A ram um, in the thicket. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, well, he said, you know, Isaac said, Well, you know, I see some more. What are we going to second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me and you, and it's going to either be you or me or what's going right. to go on here. And, and, Abraham said, you know, God will provide, which is ironic because that is prophetic. And Abraham didn't even know that either. Right. He did not right. realize that God would provide a, right. a son. Which, and I think it goes back to like faith. And I, I don't know if we, I, we might have touched on this at times on the podcast, but, you know, Abraham's faith was in God. It wasn't in right. like his ability. It wasn't in, you know, anything else other than, and I think we can have faith in a thousand things, but it's like, that is what biblical faith is, is putting your faith in the character of God and who Jesus is, you know? And Absolutely. I think that's where it goes back to, of like like you're saying, like we've had different answers, but it's kind of the basis of like he had to have faith mm-hmm. and he had no idea. It's like that still that hope against hope. You know, he didn't know how this was going to turn out because he had to go back to what he had learned of, I don't see how this is going to happen. Just like he didn't see how Isaac would even be born, conceived and born. but. um yeah, it was like this. I know who God is. You know, like at this point, mm-hmm. I have experienced so much of the Lord, and I know that you know He— what, I think that's what God wants for us. I think that God allows circumstances in our life where we have to really trust Him um, so that He can just really show off and show us who He is. I think that He so desires for us to know Him, and that if we had a life where we didn't need Him— or we wouldn't have to trust Him if we could work things out on our own. I mean, let's get real. If we could do everything for ourselves and made our life the way that we wanted and, you know, fulfill life, you know, and do everything that we ever wanted to do, there was never a time in our lives we failed or all those kind of things. We never had a problem. I mean, who is going to turn to God? We And so all of a sudden, you know, we don't need God. And I think that, you know, one of the things about Romans is, that is really Paul's um, message is there is none that is righteous. No, there's not one. You are, you know, apart from God, you're you're doomed and you're, you know, you're done. And in justification of that, there's nothing you can do to get right with God. It has to be, you know, Jesus' son to, to do that. And I think that that's hard on us because I think as human, we want to, feel like, and, and to some degree, it's like, well, I just feel good about myself when I'm doing, you know, and I can do and accomplish things. You know, we when we were at your ha- uh, house the other day and you were getting well, and one of the things that um, you were complaining about was that you had to sit and watch your dad and yeah, I do right. things. And, you know, you're like, I just want to well, I just wanted you. to help. Yeah, I felt yeah. so useless. And I couldn't physically do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you guys were, I mean, you painted my room. <laughs> <laughs> and I might add, I uh, 
Clipped your bushes yeah, and you, did you mulch. Yeah, yes, I did. I mean, y'all did a and, lot, and yeah, I wanted. I did feel helpless, and it was really, it was really hard. That's right. And, and I am not a painter nor a gardener, but no, you know, when your children beautiful. need something, and you, you like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm, I want to do this for them. And, well, and plus, it's like, what are you going to do? Sit there and watch me like sleep and you know take pain meds. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, I would it gave you pa- uh, pain meds if I had to do that. But I, yeah. know, I could definitely, you know, find something to do besides mulch or paint. But, you know, as as I think about, you know, you just felt so helpless. And I think that's what we fight against in trusting God and having faith in God is because we feel like I want to I want to do this. I want to feel like I accomplished it's this. Hard for us so to, when we're yeah. totally dependent on God. It, it's just really hard. It's a humbling experience, and it's a, something, you know, that it's just really difficult for us, yeah. to, us to do. It's hard sometimes, and I think you were talking about this when you were uh, sick and your friends came and, you know, they cooked dinner and stuff. It's just hard for you to receive those things, which is true to all of us. Yeah, and I think it's hard for me. I was actually talking to one of my friends who she was fixing cooking me, um, I think it was, I don't know, lunch or dinner. And I said, I, you know, I'm not like with the whole um, love languages thing. I'm not, I think they're helpful and all that, but that's not, I'm like, whatever about it. But I do think that my love language is acts of service. Like, because when someone does something for me, it's like an overwhelming, I don't even know how to process it because I feel so loved and cared for. And I think that's what was like really hard when you and dad left after I had my procedure, you know, you guys were here for a few days. And when y'all left, I mean, you know, I cried for like a whole day. (laughs) It was so sad. And I think it was part of that because I felt so loved and I knew y'all still loved me. It wasn't like I was, but I just like missed y'all. And yeah. And then when I had amazing friends here who, you know, were did and took care and anyway, but I was like this. So yes, I think it was an element of what you're saying of it was hard. It's hard to accept that, but even more so it's like, on the flip side of that, I also, I feel so loved when someone just does something for you, mm-hmm. you know, like Jesus die on the cross. Like he just did it. Like there's, there's no rhyme. They're not doing it to get anything in return. You're not mm-hmm. doing it to look good. Or you're not doing it to be, you know, like awesome mm-hmm. that it just like it, I don't even know like, how to like put words to it because it is so overwhelming to me. And like, uh, I feel so loved in that. And, and I think that that's one of the reasons that God wants us to not only love other people and do that, but to realize that when God does things for us and that we are loved and that we are cherished by Him. And I don't know if your love language is acts of service, but I kind of think differently. I feel like it's almost time, you know. Uh, but Close what time. I do think— Maybe. Yeah, what I do think that that meant so much to you— and I don't want to bring up a bad subject, so don't start crying. But I think it's because you're single. And I think to have someone, because, you know, when you Well, yeah, I do single, everything myself. You yeah. do everything yourself. And so I think that, you know, when someone comes in and fixes your dinner or paints well, it's your just room, the Yeah, it's like the little things. Yeah, like it's the little things that, yeah, when you do every single thing by yourself— or for your, you know, yeah, like it is hard and it Everything's is taxing. Everything's your, your responsibility to take care yeah, of it. Yeah. Especially when you have a house. And, you know, and I'm so thankful to have all that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely magnifies it 100%. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I do I think that up. 
Yeah, thank you. I don't feel, yeah, I'm not in an emotional place right now, so I'm not going to cry. Oh, but I, I do think that is largely why I cried so much when y'all left, because I felt so alone. And mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't alone in terms of like, I know, you know, like God never leaves you nor forsakes you. I knew I had people and, and you knew and dad. And, yeah, yeah, like, but at the same time, I am alone. Like I am literally alone. <laughs> so, And also you have to work through that. That's just working through it. Like you know that Jesus is with you. You know he's enough. You know that there is not a man alive that's going to take the place of what Jesus can do in your life. For sure. You know all that. But that's working through that. It's renewing your mind and bringing yourself back to reality of, Mm -hmm. you know, that truth. And, you know, I just love, you know, in in Romans 8, as you're saying, you love it. I just, I think that that's one of the things that I love about Romans 8. You know, when I was reading those first, it says, you know, that we've received a spirit of adoption as sons, that we cry out, Abba, Father. And that's just that reminder of, of Abba, the, that God is like a daddy, kind of mm-hmm. Papa. It's very know, intimate. That it's, yeah, very intimate and in that He cares for us. And what I do know, as we've talked about this, and we I think we talked about this last week, about the Holy Spirit and how important it is, it empowers us, that really Romans 8 talks about it is the Spirit in us that cries, mm-hmm. Abba, Father, and that we're not going to cry, Abba, Father. We're not going to cry out to God. We're not mm-hmm. going to trust Him. But the Spirit in us does that. And Romans 8 just talks about that that's, that's kind of like you know you're, you're a child of God. It's because mm-hmm. when you're doing those things and you're, and you're having the faith and you're trusting God when everything around you looks like it's falling apart or you're, you feel stupid even trusting God for something mm-hmm. that there's no evidence that He's going to do anything. I think that when you still have that faith and you do cry out, even crying out to God, it's just being able as an awareness that the Spirit is in you and it says that is what, you know, kind of shares that we're this, you know, that we are His child. Yeah, and I think too, it's that I was thinking, oh, where maybe it's in Hebrews, but when there it's like Jesus intercedes for us, I think yes. that's like that. I don't know. That just reminded me of that too, of like the Holy Spirit in us is who cries out, "My Father," and it's Jesus mm-hmm. who you know Jesus prays for us. And, you know, like I don't know, like that. Or just reminder that they, you know, God is for us. Jesus is for there. Yeah, He's this, so for us. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I personally just really. I'm really glad we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think I just, I think I needed to remember, I, I felt very, um, I'm definitely not hard toward the Lord right now or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's, I feel very like stagnant. I don't know if that's the right word. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I just need a reminder that he is there, you know what I mean? Like is mm-hmm. in all that. And I know that like, and I see him, you know, like even with y'all coming, it's like, I see him. That's where it's like, I, I, I'm i not unaware of his presence and his, and even like, I mean, you know, with the surgery, I won't go into all the details, but I almost, I mean, the, there was a lot of, he went before and the fact what that I didn't if, have to yeah. have, you know, I, mm-hmm. just in full disclosure, I didn't have to have a hysterectomy at 37. And that was a hundred percent him going before me and that. So I see all that and I see, you know, y'all coming up here and all that, mm-hmm. but I don't know, there's just like. It's almost like in the like day to day, I am, and maybe because I've had to be home a lot <laughs> the last couple yeah. of weeks, but just needing like that reminder and that I feel like my fire is getting is tired. I think that's it. Like I think I'm just I'm tired, and I don't and I don't know how to hope. Yeah, I, but I also think 
circumstances. Your your days are off. Your schedule is off. I'm sure your Bible reading was off. I didn't want to bring my it Bible up. reading's been off all of 2022. So. This is this is true, but I, I am assuming you know um, that you did not read when you were on your pain pills, no. and so you know. And I'm glad because you were to come up with some kind of different doctrine. But I just feel like you know when <laughs> I wouldn't schedule, have remembered it. That's the thing. No, that's true. But when your schedule's off and life's different, and it, you're not like doing what you normally like, you're you know things are just different. It's just a a different situation. I think you feel distance sometimes from God. Well, honestly, what I think it that? is, well, not necessarily. I mean, yes, those are all true. But I think what mm-hmm. it is is it goes back to that. And I haven't fully processed any of this, which is just how I roll. Just I don't realize, and then it'll come up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to process that. But um, I think just the whole, like, alone thing, I think it, mm-hmm. I can't, I haven't prayed about any of that in months, like, in so long. And mm-hmm. I think, like, the awareness of, like, the situation of, like, almost like God being like, you, like, we haven't talked about this. And I know that this is really, it's still on your heart. I know you still want this. I know, you know what I mean? Like, and so Mm -hmm. I think it's more so of that, of like God showing me what I have been suppressing and what I haven't been talking to him about. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you want me to do about this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that he wants me to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just joking. I mean, I'm deflecting in this moment to not really get into all that. But But you know, you know, Kara, you were saying is when when we first started this conversation, said, I don't feel like I've talked to you that much, you know, and, and, you know, of course, you know, we've talked every day, but I think that sometimes, even though you're talking or you're aware people around, there's just this awareness, oh, I really haven't had any quality time with her. Like, you know, we've just been kind of in passing. And I have not had quality time with the Lord. I will say that. And I think that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I I haven't not had time. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like we've, I feel like I've spent every day with them. And it's not a, it's not even like, I don't want to have quality. You know, like that's what I was saying. Like my heart's not hard or anything toward him, which sometimes, you know, it's not. It can be. It can be, yeah, but that's. For all of us, yeah. And what do you say? I mean, like, uh, just for the people that are listening. And I mean, when we say quality time with God, I know what I mean by that, but how would you what what does quality time with God how would well, you describe that for you it would be just be like like talking about what's actually going on you know like mm-hmm. not having like small talk or like just but it's and I, that's where it's like I genuinely I think I per, I have just suppressed so much um and I haven't even processed any of the stuff from the surgery I mean that was a lot to digest mm-hmm. and you know like so it I think I just, it's more of a me thing where I'm like, I don't have, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do this. It's not because I don't want to talk to God about it. I just think I don't want to talk about it. And I don't even know what to think about it. Or I don't even know how to trust God in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of layers to it. But all to say is I'm, I do feel like, I am glad that we had this conversation because I do think it, I don't know, just like talking about Abraham having hope and... I mean, it's just like when you see someone's faith in who God is. It, I don't know. For me, I'm like, it just reminds me of who God is. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I think for me, quality time with God, because I spent a lot of time studying, a lot of time in His Word, and writing and thinking about His ways and thinking about His truths and stuff, and that doesn't bring intimacy with me with the Lord. Now, I can get quite excited, I might add, over a little bit of research in Hebrew and Greek right. words. I, I'm not going to lie. 
Um, the other day I was, you know, getting ready for breathe and doing some uh, research and words and stuff. I thought, well, I'm just going to wrap you right out because I was just so excited <laughs> over the Hebrew and Greek words. But it's still but, not intimacy. Yeah, it's like excitement. But it is not intimacy. It's all about him, and it's not uh, being with him. So to me, quality time is when I really do just kind of get along, and I don't have to have, like, you know, prayer that, you know, is long or it doesn't, you know, all the right words or anything like that. But I just, sometimes I think some of the most precious moments that I've had with the Lord is when I get down on my knees and I'm saying I'm here and I'm aware that I am um, in your presence, but I don't have a thing to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do about this. And God, you know, am I really talking to you about this again? And, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just think, So honestly, it's more so, yeah. So for you, it's not, it's just being, like, for me, I feel like it's the opposite where I'm like, I need, it's like, I feel like he's like, will you just talk to me? Like, will you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and for you, and that's what, but I love that though. Like for you, you just need to sit inside, you know, and be like, you know, here I am. Like what you just said. Um, but I love that. It's, but just remember, I like to talk. So right, that's what I'm saying. That's where I think it's just for me to just shut up. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I don't. I'm not a talker, and so God's like, I'm. I'm gonna need you to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but that's what my point being of like, I love that. Like intimacy looks different for everyone, and Mm -hmm. you need to, you know, for you to be experience intimacy with the Lord, it's that. And for me, it's I need to talk, and you know, for people listening, it could be something else. I don't know. That's right. You know what I find is when I'm talking, I find myself telling God what I think He should do, hmm. and what or what He needs to do. You know, like what He needs to do. And I think when I say that I'm just quiet, that I my intimacy is when I'm just very much aware of my desperate need for Him, and I'm just lost of words and I don't know what to do. And, you know, so I think that you know yeah. again, those are some of my most special moments and. I remember a really hard time in my life, and I think I shared this last week, where, you know, I memorized Romans 6 and how Mm -hmm. I, you know, needed to be reminded that God had empowered me to live, you know, life on my own, that God had empowered me to to live with Him and to be with Him. And then Romans 7, you know, Paul talks about struggling and which things I do, I don't do. But I think Romans 8, Kara, if I was going to, and you said you love Romans 8 too, but I think if I were to to say what's my favorite about Romans, I would say probably 8. And, and, you know, it's just always a reminder of our victory and our, you know, the power that we have in us and that the hope that we have. Oh, yeah. It even talks about the interceding when two, mm-hmm. I love that. I forgot that's in Romans 8, but the, Spirit himself intercedes with groanings too deep for for words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are the things, you know, with, you know, when we think about Romans and we know that it's so much about justification that Paul was addressing to the Jewish people, you know, the law is just not going to do it. It's just not enough. There's nothing that you can do to please God enough to make you holy, that it has to be from, you know, God. That's what justification means, that God has made Mm -hmm. us right with uh, Jesus has made us right with God through His blood, but I just think when I get into to Romans eight and He's talking about 
you know, the Spirit within, with us and the victory that we have and the hope that we have and the Spirit within us that cries out, you know, Abba, Father. I mean, I just think that to me, if I was going to sum up what I love about Romans, it would be probably really spending a lot of time, you know, with Romans 8. And I really encourage um, the people that are listening to, to really get into Romans 8 and go slow and, you know, read it because there's so much so mm-hmm. much in there and I love every bit of it thanks for listening I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation to continue the conversation you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website dotbowen.com. subscribe like and share with your friends and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen